Welcome back to the New York Rangers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Brennan Luca. And today, we have Blue Shirts banner owner and manager, Joe Fortunato. We're going to be discussing the game four and what the hell happened. But first, just want to let you guys know to go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get to it. And we're back. Joe Fortunato, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. <laughs> a sizzling star here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, uh man, that was uh that's kind of how we all feel right now. That that dead air after you said great. Uh yeah. yeah. Um all right, so let's just jump right into it. Uh let's eat. What the hell does that mean? You weren't even hungry. What the hell is that? What was I, that? I, game I don't know. You come into game four, it's like you're not even that's the thing, like, we could break down what they do right, what they do wrong. Like, are they more physical? Are they they're not generating offense in the middle of the ice? All that. But, like, not want it? No, bullshit. I don't know. Bullshit. Uh, a, that is a, no, not want it? I mean, seriously. Dude, come, come on. on. They weren't moving. No, I'm sorry. That's because, uh, like, that is, I, 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 that is one of the things I hate the most in sports when people say oh they just didn't want it no bullshit the other team's really trying to it's 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 not always going to be a five to one game i get that they didn't they looked like shit tonight i'm not saying that they didn't no but like you're saying they had the extra step that they had in the first three games like game three no, they lost. i'm not Fine, i'm not, I'm not like... saying no but just because they don't have an extra step doesn't mean they didn't want it or give an effort sorry i just i i i, I absolutely hate that saying more than anything in the fucking world so yeah, Joe. Joe, what are your what are your thoughts on that? I was gonna say I was just letting you guys go at it. That was, it was it's. I'm trying to calm myself down a little bit. Um, you know, I, I I'm gonna agree with you. I don't necessarily love the want it or it's their time tropes, but holy shit, man! I I don't remember that might be one of the worst playoff performances I've ever witnessed, and I'm I'm trying to put myself back in my shoes in 2015. Game seven against the Tampa Bay Lightning that the Rangers lost two nothing, a, a period of time that I've absolutely blacked out of my memory to see if I felt this bad. I don't understand how you, you lose a tough game three in overtime, a game that I thought the Rangers dominated for most of the game. And if you would have told, I tweeted this out after the game, if you would have told me that. Drury cobbled together 20 random strangers who happened to know how to play hockey on the street for that game, I would believe you. I have no idea how, with a chance to take a 3-1 series lead, you won both games in New Jersey. That is the performance that you put out there. Schmidt was giving up rebounds like it was his job. Patrick Kane threw a puck from the blue line that he tried to, like, cool fully flipped into his glove and it almost went to the fucking net and the Rangers mustered 23 shots on net. I don't even know what the total is. I don't understand. I agree. So maybe it's not like they didn't want it. Maybe that, you know, that's a, an overused cliche, but there was not much extra effort coming from the Rangers side of the ice today, which is inexcusable. The, the yeah. garden was like trying to start a lawnmower that you just couldn't get to start. Like you'd rev it and it would go for about a minute. And then that, it would die because there was nothing. The best hockey they played was right after Trocek scored for about two minutes. 
and then they gave up a goal and it just broke their will. Like, that's not the team that played this year. And I'm sorry, but, you know, give Lindy Ross a lot of credit. He made some pretty sound adjustments to shut the Rangers' offense down. And Gallant going from having none of the matchup power in New Jersey and dominating those two games to then controlling lineup matchups and the Rangers getting their fucking lunch handed to them. That's not okay. Well, that's something I actually wanted to ask. Is it, How does this not fall at Gallant's feet? I mean, look, some of it, I'm also the type of guy who, like, you could blame the coach for everything and you could blame the coach for nothing. I think that the Rangers need to take a pretty hard look at what isn't working. First of all, the decision to move Zibanejad from the half boards to the bumper slot in the high slot is insane to me. Zibanejad has zero goals through these four games, which is incredible. Panarin has zero points the last three games combined, which is incredible. I can close my eyes and point to probably 17 of the 20 players, and they're going to have blame. You can't blame Shesterkin, you can't blame Fox, and you really can't blame Kreider. Aside of those three players, I don't know what the fuck anyone else is doing the past two nights. Maybe VC, but I, I know that's not really a, a big factor. But, you know, not to kind of lean in on Gallant, but Goudreau being on the ice with the goalie pulled in a minute and a half left on the clock is insanity. He switched the lines a little bit, but didn't adjust the power play. If the Devils are going to clog the neutral zone, then you need to dump and chase. Yeah. And if you're not going to dump and chase, you can't just walk the puck into the zone. The Rangers passes to one another, two defensemen passing the puck back and forth in front of Shesterkin. The best breakout passes we saw all night came from Igor Shesterkin. That's on the coach. You have to have an adjustment plan B if the Devils are shutting your shit down. And that did not come, and has not come. Yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. I, it's it was one of those things, you know. Right right out of the gate, I, I watching the game. Obviously, like they scored, you know, it, it was they had, the Rangers had an opportunity early, and then the Devils had an opportunity really quickly right back. Uh, right away, I just I got a bad vibe right away from from the, the start on this game. Um, and then I said to myself, I'm like, all right, wait, wait until they just get through this first period. Hopefully it's still one nothing. And then let's see how they come out in the second period, because that's something that they, this team has shown in the past, that they start slow, they get, you know, get 20, and then they come back, and then they can kind of turn it on a little bit. About five minutes into the second period, I said to myself, I'm like, all right, well, this is not looking good, because it, it just looked like they – like you, you alluded, you just said to, uh, you alluded to the passes not being crisp. I can't remember how many times they, obviously, like we've seen blind passes all season from Panarin, but he missed sticks all night. He was, I don't know what the hell he was doing. Everyone just looked like they went out and got absolutely waffled last night. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was thinking the same thing. Like if they. If they partied last night and were all hungover, I would like if that was on page six tomorrow, I would buy that story a thousand percent. Yeah. And, you know, part of the problem, Panarin isn't invisible. He's been bad the past two games. Mm -hmm. Zabanachat hasn't been invisible. He's been bad the past two games. That's not okay. It yes, you know, those are your that's your nineteen million pair right there. And for Look, Panarin missed a 
I know we're not really talking game three, but Panarin missed a couple of open nets in game three. He was genuinely frustrated. Like, I've, I've, it's very rare that you don't see the smiling, happy Panarin. He was visibly frustrated in game three. This might have been the worst game I've seen him play as a Ranger. And, and I will say, like, if you, if you want to go the silver lining route, that may have been one of the worst games the Rangers have played all year. And they really, I know the Devils won by two. They lost by one. Yeah. And the, the Jack Hughes goal was a beautiful goal. But it was unbelievably lucky that yeah. Kako tries to slide the puck into the slot. I don't even remember which defenseman it was for the Devils. Just backs the puck wildly out of the crease. And it happens to fall to Jack Hughes' stick. He's sneaking out of the zone for a breakaway. That's puck luck, whether you like it or not. Outside of that, the Devils really didn't get all that much going either. But when you have a rookie goalie in net that really isn't tested, it's not like the Rangers were shelling him with shots. I mean, they were hitting him in the logo so much, I'm surprised you could still see the Devils logo. Yeah. The Rangers were not taking good shots. I, no. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. It's hard to fathom... Look, uh, one of you said it. I'm sorry because I can't see you guys. Um, you know, you're not going to win every game 5-1. And you don't have to win every game 5-1. But you've held the Devils to one goal in regulation in three of the four games and two goals with a goalie in the net in game four. And you lost two of those games. For what is probably the most talented team the Rangers have iced in decades. Yeah. That can't happen. You can't go 0 for 8 on the last two power plays, or on the last two games of the power plays. That can't happen. And if it's not working, you, I've talked about this on the website, like, you need to move Zibanejad to the other half boards because what the Devils are doing is you're inherently on the power play, on the penalty kill, you clog the middle of the ice. It's the only thing you do. That's the diamond formation, the square, whatever the fuck you're running you're clogging the middle of the ice. Zibanejad's gotten exactly two shots off in the bumper position, and both of them have been saved. If he moves to the half boards, even if the Devils shadow him, Kane on the other half boards can actually have space to operate because they're not going to be able to overload him. And then you can put Kreider in front of the net and let him do his thing with tips. Yeah. But this doesn't work. Let Fox do his thing alone at the top. You don't need Fox and Panarin running the point and having Panarin go down low. He is not a shooting threat. Kane is not a shooting threat. Having both of your shooting threats be within three feet of the net is not a sustainable strategy. And a good coach would adjust off of that. I don't know why he changed it in the first place. Uh, I, I agree. I think the power play. I'm I, sorry. I, I'm you, going on tangents here. I didn't. Oh, I, no, 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 no. You're, you're good. Cause I, my, my, what, you kind of answered the question I was going to ask. What would be the things you would change on a power play? And you, you just did it. So thank you. Um, but obviously the power play going was, I think it's 0 for 8 in the last two games. Um, and something that, you know, has been the bugaboo for, I don't know, uh, what, the past 20 years, it feels like. Uh, face-offs. Face-offs in this series have not gone the way of the Rangers. Tonight was terrible again. Um, the only one that was above 50% was Goudreau. Uh, uh, um, and, I mean, obviously the Devils are one of the better teams uh, in, in the face-off dot. Um, but even, you know, our the arguably our best face-off guy the entire year, Trocek, uh, he's, he's having a terrible series in the dot. 
Um, now, is that more of a, uh, you know, now that it's two games at the Garden, it's not even like a matchup thing uh, that we could say. It's just they're, they're all getting their asses handed to them in the faceoff dot. And the one time they did score a goal tonight was the, off of a possession they got they're in the zone because of a faceoff win. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge I'm, – I'm kind of a believer that face-offs on the surface are not the most important thing in the world, but situational face-offs are critical. Like, you could win 40% of your face-offs in a game, and it really doesn't matter as long as you win the ones that matter. And the Rangers won almost none of them that mattered outside of the Trotrek one that you talked about. You know, I'm glad you mentioned Trotrek, too, because – that's a $6 million man that was brought in to be the center depth that this team needed in the playoffs. That one, two, three punch of Zabanajet and really Goudreau, too. Goudreau's a ridiculously good fourth liner. He's been nowhere to be seen until he scored his goal tonight as well. And you can't have that many big guns not get the job done. And to your point about faceoffs, like, there has to be the little things getting done, too. The Devils forechecked better than the Rangers did today. The Rangers ended up forechecking against themselves. They won all the faceoffs that mattered. They were able to clog the neutral zone, and they really kind of hemmed the Rangers in with possession because the Rangers couldn't win a faceoff. And that's when faceoffs become a problem. It, it was so, just also concerning. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was just saying it was also concerning that no one was just playing the simple game of just crashing the net when one of the te- defensemen took a shot. The one time. They crashed the net. They scored. You, you think they'd learn from that? Oh, we got we got to crash the net more. But just no one's going to the front to screen. No one's going in the front to try to jam in the rebound. Everyone's just around the perimeter. It, this has like been a problem though for like the whole season. Well, this goes back to the effort comment. Um, it, if I'm a forward and I see the puck slipping through Schmidt on at least three or four occasions where that puck is loose in the crease, I'm thinking to myself. That, I'm going to the bank. That's just what I'm doing all day. I'm going to stand in front of him. He's not stopping shots. Nobody the dirty areas of the ice. And I'm not like, a, oh, the Rangers are too skilled. You know, you need grit. That's fucking bullshit. Take as much skill as you can get. More often than not, it comes through. But at some point, you know, Kreider, Zibanejad, nothing is working. Go to the front of the net. If you're going to be in the bumper spot and he's not putting you on the half words, go to the front of the net. The fourth line crashed the fucking net, although I, I really don't have much to say about them. They, they did a pretty good job. They've done a really good job against Hughes in general. I thought the kid line was active, but to your point, like not really doing a lot of the dirty, dirty work. Kako's probably the only one that got close to the crease for most of the day or most of the night. Like it's just not – somebody needs to want to step up. In a game like that where you tie the game – you have some of the momentum. The crowd is back into it. Somebody needs to want to be the guy. And 60-foot shots from the point that Schmidt sees all the way is not being the guy. This is a team that has Patrick Kane, Gaudreau, Tarasenko. Like, those are Stanley Cup winners. They've been through this shit before. Most of this core went to the Eastern Conference Final last year off the backs of doing that dirty work. It's not that much different. And to be up 2 nothing in a series with both games on the road and coming back to MSG and losing both of them, including game four like that, I just don't know where that effort was. And 
you know, going back to an earlier question, that's on Delon. It has to be. Yeah. They were not ready to play this game. What? So now, you know, I, I, I kind of, I bring this up to all of like everyone. What would you guys change? Would you change? Obviously, this is a tough part because the first two games of the series, obviously, they happened. Rangers won five, won both times. Uh, game three, they lost, but I think that everyone can say, like, they played a pretty solid game, you know, throughout. Do you, would you guys change up the lines a lot and put it in a blender and do some stuff? Or would you just kind of roll the status uh, quo out there uh, in game five and, and kind of just hope that tonight's kind of, I don't know what we want to call it, but shit show for the lack of a better idea in my head. I hope that's uh, that it's an anomaly. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, I, what would you do? Would you change some shit up or would you just kind of think that it's an anomaly and just keep going forward? Are you asking me that question? Yeah. Um, power play you know, standing, I know where you stand on that. Yeah, power play I would probably adjust. I, I'm of the mind, I agree with you that I walked away from game three thinking, okay, the Rangers played the game they wanted to play and they just didn't get the results and that's okay. Um this was really the first really bad game of the series, I would say, that the Rangers played. And it's unfortunate because it really felt like more of an effort thing. I, I do think that when things don't go right, Gallant reverts back to, all right, I'm going to put Kane with Panarin, and they're going to reunite with that Chicago Magic. And that shit just is not happening, which is fine. But you have Tarasenko, who's also a trigger man, who you could put with Kane and see if that works. I don't mind keeping the lines the way that they were for the simple fact that, you know, it gives you the opportunity to just go back to what was working. But I also think that it's like Glock panics a lot when things don't go the way he expects them to right away. I wouldn't touch the kid line. I think the kid line's been probably the most consistent, like, offensive force that the Rangers have had. I would not touch the fourth line. I think the fourth line has done a phenomenal job this year. There's only so much mixing mixing and matching you can do with the top six. So yeah. you may as well let it set and then just leave it. If the Rangers it's it's not like it's not like the lineup the lines were not working. They were working the first two games. They didn't score game three, shit happens, you got goalied, whatever. Tonight was a nightmare. But it's not like what he put out the first two games wasn't working. So I don't – there's no there's no one that you can bring in from the bench. You're not bringing in Lieber Hayek. You know what I mean? Like there's no option on the sidelines waiting to come in. There's no kid that you can put in for an infusion. You're not changing the goalie. Yeah. The Rangers don't have a ton of options. Like this group has to get it done, and I wouldn't touch the kids, and I wouldn't touch the fourth line. So how many options do you have? Yeah. Right. Agreed. And you don't really want to put – I mean, as you say, you don't want to put Panarin with Kane just because – they bring out the worst of their bad habit of forcing passes and splitting up the kid lines, like basically breaking the glass and glass and pressing the panic button. And we're not there yet. So there's only so many combinations you can do with the top six. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm just kind of thinking in my head now, like if you want to push Lafreniere and Kako up to the top line, like if you want to, if you want to, move them to the one, two and maybe push down Kane or push down Tarasenko and do, you know, Kane, Heedle, Tarasenko, that might be a line that gets something going. 
So really the only kid, players who had energy tonight was the kid line. You know, there, Kane has taken a lot of shit in this series. I'm not a thousand percent sure why. He's really the only guy who's put up points in all four games. Yeah. He's playing on a bum fucking hip. Like, he needs hip surgery. He's going to get it over the summer. This, I think he's been fine, and maybe more than fine. He's probably been one of the Rangers' best forwards, him and Tarasenko. But one of the major issues that the Rangers have, and there is no solution, outside of Adam Fox, no defenseman is moving the puck up the ice on a rush. None of them. Miller has been horrible on that front. Mikula can't handle the puck. And again, I don't think either of them have been particularly bad in this series. But where's the Ke'Andre Miller that's been going coast to coast? You know what I mean? That guy has not been there. Mikula has been solid, but you don't need him to do magic. Like, he's never going to be that run-and-gun guy. It's only been Fox. Truba was atrocious tonight. I don't think he's been terrible on this series, but he was like he couldn't even handle the puck tonight. Yeah. Snyder's been okay for the most part, but he's not going to add that much offense. Like You don't have a ton of options on the back, and I don't know if you want to fuck with those combinations either because some of them have been disastrous. So if Miller's not moving the puck, it's really just Fox. And that's pretty easy to shut down when you're the Devils. It's very easy to hone in on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they were swarming to him like bees um, during the game. It just it, that, that's the problem. Also, like, there's no mobile defenseman like Fox besides if Miller's on his game. Truba, I I mean the the defense as a whole. I know I know this is not what you were saying, but the defense as a whole was the only thing that was impressive, right? That's the one thing this game you could say they did good on, right? But everything else was just out of control. Sad part about this is the Rangers have done a pretty remarkable job five on five, and they, they've gotten some help from Shesterkin, but he's a goalie. I've, I've been like this at Lundqvist. He's amazing. You don't apologize for that. He's on the team. The Rangers pay him to do that. It is it's his job. Like, they've done a really good job keeping the Devils at bay for the most part in this series. Um, Jack Hughes is going to get his chances. He just is. He's the best player on the ice in this series. He, like, the way that he's able to effectively push the rush with possession of the puck, the Rangers don't have anything like that right now. Panarin can be that occasionally. Fox can be that. They haven't been the past few games. But they're going to get their looks, and Hughes is scoring. That's what he does. I think he scored in every game in this series. That is what Jack Hughes does. That's his job. The Rangers have pretty much shut down everything else. Timo Meyer's done fucking nothing in this series. He's gotten about eight penalties. Outside of Hughes, there has really been nothing from the Devils on offense. So, to your point, the defense is doing its job on defense. But there had like the way that the Rangers succeed offensively, they're not. The, the Rangers don't want to get into a run and gun matchup with the Devils. The Devils are too fast and they're too skilled, and that's fine. And what you saw from the Rangers in the first two games, and a lot of Game Three is the Rangers clogged up the neutral zone to make sure that those long stretch passes didn't happen. And the Rangers were able to break out from their own zone, starting with their defense and pushing the puck up the ice through the forwards, through the neutral zone, and into the zone with possession. That has not existed the past two games. And it has completely shut down any offensive force the Rangers have had. And when that machine isn't running the way it's supposed to, there's no plan B. They try the same thing over and over and over again. 
and it's not working. And the Devils are more than happy to let them do it because it's not working. The Rangers can't even get into the zone with possession. And they can't play dump and chase. That's the other thing is is we play dump and don't chase. Which is not that's there's not there's one player going if we are. It's like But there's yeah, that's yeah, there is it that, that that's I mean that's what I mean structurally, and that's why I put a lot of it at Glance Feet. I mean, yeah, he's not the one on the ice, and yeah, you can always blame the players, and yeah, you can always blame the coach too, but to not have an answer uh you know to what the devils are doing now is is unacceptable. Um I don't think there's any major line changes to be made. I honestly just think our offense is structured still five on five to do nothing but cycle the puck. That's it. It's not to get chances in front of the net. We might try an east-west pass. It's going to get you know picked off, or maybe we get the perfect play going. But that's about it. And what I understand is when we do try to get pucks to the net, everyone's still so pinned to the boards that when there is a huge rebound that kicks out like that, like that 30-degree angle from the net and there's a wide-open net, there's no one there for it. I'm like, if you're going to – I get the times you have to cycle it around. you got to have guys pinned to the boards. I get that. But at some point, they have to come in. When there's going to be a shot coming in from the point, they need to come in to be able to get that rebound, and they're never there. They're never, they're always like six feet away from the rebound. Yeah, I mean, how many times tonight did the Rangers play the dump and chase game, actually, you know, nudge a puck loose in the corner, and then throw the puck to the point, no one's home, try to pass the puck across the crease, no one's home, throw the puck into the front of the net, no one's home. I, I cannot remember a game where there were so many boxed passes. It, it's, it really was actually like, it was incredible to watch at one point. And I, I don't remember which one of you said it, but like I've been watching the Rangers long enough and I've been in enough games that I get a pretty good gut sense of what's going to happen. And pretty much from the Hughes goal forward, once the first period was over, my gut was like, I've seen this movie before. I know what's going to happen in this game. They're going to fucking let him down. They're not going to get anything going, and it's going to be what it's going to be. And that's pretty much what it was. I mean, you can't, you can't keep missing opportunities. Like, you have to go back to Jersey now, and I know it's not exactly the scariest thing in the world because it's basically a home game, but you can't lose that fucking game. Like, you, you've gone from – if the Rangers would have won in overtime on game, in game three, this series is over. If they would have, I think it was Kako that, you know, Schmidt inadvertently, like he accidentally saved the puck. He had no idea where it was, and it went off his toe. That puck goes in, the series is over. The Rangers wiped the Devils today, and that's the end of it. Now you're going back to Jersey, you're tied 2-2, and you cannot lose that game. Because you're playing like shit at home, and, you know, the Devils winning three games in a row would be pretty disastrous. I mean, this is disastrous. And it shouldn't feel that way. I think any of us before the series began would have taken 2-2 going into game five. I think we all thought this was going to be very difficult. I wrote it on the website after game three, like, you're never going to win. You knew you weren't going to win this series for nothing. You knew it. Yeah. It would have been nice, but the Rangers are contractually obligated to make every series as difficult as humanly possible. But now you're probably going seven. Yeah. And that fucking that sucks. You had your foot on their throat. You're coming back home. That's that sucks. A that's, rookie goalie. A rookie goalie. You can't get shots on the net. The power play completely fizzles out. You do everything that you did right in Jersey, you do almost none of. And just, you know, Galan could be as pissed as he wants in the postgame presser saying they're not good at, you know, they weren't good enough, whatever. That's on you, my dude. Like you you gotta Get them going somehow. 
uh, and that, that, you know, that it's that, you know, uh, talking about the, I've seen this movie before. This is what the Rangers do in the playoffs. They extend series that should be over in possibly five or six games and they let it go seven. And by the time they get to the possibly the second, third, maybe even the fourth round, fingers crossed, they're out of gas because they've already played 21 games or 20 games in the previous three rounds. Um, That's the most frustrating part about this entire game or this this entire uh, homestand is that you had the chance to really kind of get a break, get let players like Kane who – have the injury, actually get some rest and and move on. Now it's just, we're in it for another week, basically. Um, so you know before before we get out of here, because this has been a pretty fairly depressing episode, but it's also been a fairly depressing night, so it's fitting. Um, what is your predictions? Uh, unless anyone else has anything else, guys. We good? No, no. Um, I just wanted to say that the the only reason why after that first, like I get the vibe going after the first, and I I know this really isn't important is because the Rangers this season, even though they have a crappy first period and second period, always somehow manage to somewhat either like to have strong third periods. But it's just like the tonight, it just wasn't that. I, I got like, I know people like you see on Twitter, like it's series over, series over. It, it's, it sucks. And at the same time, while you wanted it, anyone would have taken a 2-2 series. The way it it's happened is not exactly the way you wanted it. It's It's not, it's not over yet. Um, and yeah, no, that, that, it's a bit no, of it's just tied. But yeah. It's just tied. Uh, what is your, Joe, what are your predictions for the, the final three games? Cause it looks like we're going at least seven. I mean, going back to my silver lining, as bad as the Rangers have been offensively in game three and just in general tonight, they were in both of those games pretty much till death. You got to beat Igor Shesterkin two more times before he beats you two more times. I know that Schmidt's only given up two goals, but he, like, he did not look good tonight. I'm still taking the Rangers. I don't know if it's going to be in six. It'll, it could be in seven. I'm not sure, which is frustrating because it certainly seems like Carolina is going to finish their series against the Islanders in five, and then they'll be well-rested if the Rangers happen to, you know, make it to the next round. But I would still take the Rangers. If I was a betting man, I would still take the Rangers. I just think the edge and goal is too much, and I've said it for the past three nights, so why not fucking say it again? Zibanejad can't keep not scoring. Panarin can't keep not putting up points. It's not possible. They're too good. At some point, they have to come alive. And for the Rangers to be in this position without any contributions from them with one goal from Trocek and playing as badly as they did tonight, they still only really lost two to one. If they get even half of their shit together, you would think they should be able to win this series. Yeah. I know that it's a small sample size given that it was one run. But to me, it was it's more of a concern of Panarin regarding uh, Panarin and not Zibanejad, just because we saw last year how Zibanejad struggled, but he put it together. But did Panarin ever really put it together last year? And again, I know it's such a small sample size, given that it's one run. But w- would you maybe possibly be more concerned about Panarin rather than Zibanejad? Um, 
You're asking if we should be more concerned about Panarin and Zibanejad? Correct. Yeah, I, I do think that part of Zibanejad's struggles is the fact that Gallant, for whatever reason, moved him into the bumper on the power play. But if you want, like, that explains the lack of power play points. I have not really noticed Zibanejad in a meaningful way the past two games, or really the past three games. And that scares me a little bit. Like, that is your top goal scorer. That's the guy that you expect to put the puck in the back of the net. Kreider scoring five goals is great. Like, that's fantastic. Zibanejad's the cavalry. You know what I mean? Like, that, that is the guy that the Rangers lean on to kind of run their offense through, at least from a goal-scoring perspective. And it's not like he's getting looks and he's not scoring. The two main times I noticed him tonight was deflections in the middle of the ice that literally stopped shots from going to the net. So I'm, listen, I'm just as concerned about Panarin. I don't really have a good outlook for either of them. Panarin was terrible tonight. Like it it is so, and, and I'm not a bash Panarin guy. Like he is easily the best free agent signing the Rangers have ever had. Like he's everything, you know, advertised and more. But when he can't move the puck effectively, he completely shuts the things down because the Rangers really don't have other outlets. And I, I so I, I guess I would disagree. I'm, I, it's not like Zibanejad's getting his looks and he's not scoring. I think Zibanejad has been horrific. I haven't noticed him at all. He can't even bring the puck to the zone. That's scary. Yeah, no, no, that's that. I don't mean I don't mean to be doom and gloom. I don't. No, no, no. That's that's usually I'm relatively optimistic. Tonight was tonight was bad. This was like again. It's one thing when you lose a game that like you had a chance to win. You could have won game three. I was not upset at the end of game three. It sucked to lose, but the Rangers played their game and they win that game more often than not. You don't win this game any times out of ten with the way the Rangers played. They're lucky it was as close as it was. Yeah, we actually had this. Actually, I don't believe Brett was here yet. We. Uh, last year, after Game Four versus Pittsburgh, when they were down three to one, we had Bay Jesse, Andrew, and Nick, and I got texted after saying, "I was like, that is the most depressing forty minutes I have ever listened to in my entire life." So it, it's definitely we we definitely have experienced this before. I mean, we got I guess this this was like Game Five against the Penguin Vibes. Or the Rangers win Game Five? Yeah, the Rangers. The, right? the, the Rangers uh, game Four was the like the depressing. Yeah, was, this is this was Game Four, like Rangers vibes. Like you're at the. It's just it. Uh, the team had no interest in playing the game tonight. I, I just don't understand that. Yeah. All right, Joe. Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I know there were conversations with you being the car. I really, really appreciate it. Um, before we go, you want to punch in your Twitter handle. Everyone knows obviously where you, who you are, what you do. But you want to mention anything that you're up to or you're playing on? Uh, sure. I mean, if uh, people don't know, we uh, Blue Shirt Panther had to move independent because Vox basically dropped their hockey coverage. So we're still a Blue Shirt Panther. Uh, we're a subscription-based model now. It's the only way that we can afford to keep ourselves alive. But uh, Hockey Stat Miner and, I guess, a friend of the show, Josh, uh, is Kathleen. I don't even know how to fucking pronounce his last name. Kalfin, I believe. Kalfin, Josh Kalfin. They're joining uh, 5-1. I was kind of hoping to get something of a playoff run out of them, but I guess that's been kind of put up <laughs> into uh, debate. But 
they'll be joining the site on 5-1. My Twitter handle is Joe Fortunato BSB. Uh, we're working on getting the Facebook transitioned over to us with the IP transfer, but site's up and running. So, you know, come hang out, be miserable. That's kind of the rangest thing. All right, Joe, thank you so much. And, and hopefully when we have you on again, it's, you know, not this depressing. I would, All right. I would appreciate that. That would be nice. All right. Thank you. Thanks,